Hello there. No, don't get up to turn your podcast channel. You're in the right place. Normally you hear the dulcet tones of Tom teeing off our podcast, but today we have a special switch up. You get your friendly neighborhood penguin kicking off today's episode of The Podcast. As you probably know by now, I'm Pat of The Putting Penguin. In a minute, you'll hear from my co-host Tom, Mr. T if you please, of a couple of putts. You can find us both on our respective websites and social media platforms. You can also find the podcast out there, so we hope you like and follow as well as subscribe. Now, without further ado, I'll turn it over to Tom to introduce our special guest. We're excited on the podcast to yet again have another champion of Holy Moly join us. We have episode two, season four winner, Nate Canelli joining us from Colorado tonight to talk about his Holy Moly experience. Welcome, Nate. I'm glad to be here. I'm honored to be here. I love the podcast. And what I found out was I was already exchanging with Nate and, you know, had seen that he had posted in some groups of Holy Moly competitors and seemed really excited. And in that conversation with Nate, he had mentioned a really interesting thing that I think we should just jump right into at the top of the show is before Nate even went on Holy Moly, he did a thing that very few people do. And he reached out to a seasoned veteran who'd played the show to get some advice. Nate, what did you do? Well, um, you know, I'm a super fan of Holy Moly. I mean, golf is just in my blood and I love mini golf. And I watched the putting penguin. He did amazing. I was impressed with the style as well as the putting. And I just felt like I should reach out to a competitor that already went through the ropes, so to say, and just to see what the experience was. And maybe there's some advice that you could give me um, and things that maybe would help me, you know, moving forward. You know, obviously you don't know the holes or anything, but, you know, on the, the head game side of it, you know, what's what's good? You know, what, what can I do? Yeah. And I was happy to give it, and it's, it's, you know, very flattering when you've got somebody reach out, right. Cause you're a minor star for being on TV, but I feel like I also paid it forward a little bit because I don't know if we've actually talked about this on the podcast, but my first night when I showed up in California, I, I got there and that was the first time I met Tom and Robin in person. And so we went out for dinner and Tom had already done some of his filming and kind of gave that same feel where I was like, all right, don't tell me everything about the holes. I don't want to know it, but like, what's some of the things I should think about before I get on set? So I feel like I did a little pay it forward. And unfortunately, I did not do as well for Tom's advice, but I am so happy that you're sitting here and what looks like a beautiful Colorado day wearing the green plaid jacket. And I'm wearing it everywhere. I I, I wear it to the grocery (laughs) store. Yes. You know, I I wear it to, you know, up to, I was up at 10,000 feet up, uh, you know, in the mountains, I took it down to Manitou Springs, you know, last week, um, my best friends uh, that I've known since I was in kindergarten, uh, they tried it on. My parents tried it on. It's just been, it's like the jacket walks alone, you know, <laughs> it's like, I just like am in the jacket kind of, but it, it's really, it's been awesome. Um, we had a, a watch party at the 120 Bar and Grill and they uh, now are doing Holy Moly Tuesdays. Nice. Awesome. And so they're going to do live Holy Moly every Tuesday until the season end. And I'm like going to sporadically kind of go in there. Um, I'm also going to drop off an autographed picture with me and their staff. 
and hopefully they'll put it up in the wall or whatever. So it's, it's been kind of like I'm a local celebrity, which is kind of cool. awesome. And that that should be happening. I mean, you you won your episode and you made some really great putts. And it's the season with the Muppets that you got to have that interaction. I mean, it it's phenomenal. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, the uh, the Muppet edition there, I really love. You know, I've I've read comments online or whatever, but I totally love the Muppets. I grew up with them. You know, I was honored to be on a spot with uh, them as Menomina. You know the song? <laughs> yep. It's like an earworm, Menomina. I can't stop saying it, you know? And like my wife has even had to say, hey, honey, too much Menomina. But like, you know, seriously, I was so honored to be there. And I was also on a spot with the Swedish chef. Oh, and so I was so like, jealous. you know, whore divorce. I mean, I love the Swedish chef. And so like, just to have them involved in you know, the Holy Moly experience, I think it's a home run, you know, it, it just, it's, it's something I can watch with my kids. Uh, and, and they, I have a huge age range from 13 down to a seven month old and I have a five-year-old in the middle and I can watch the show and it's engaging for everybody. And so that's one thing that about Holy Moly that I think is kind of unique that it's for the masses. I mean, you can watch it with your whole family where, you know, otherwise my, my 13 year old has like his anime that he's watching or whatever. But like when it comes to Holy Moly, it's cool that we can kind of all sit down and enjoy the show together. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a, a six and three. And when I was first on the show, my oldest was, you know, three didn't really grasp the whole lot, but this season we've now been watching it. He, he did a little discord stuff with us when we did the, the episode last night we were watching and we were like, all right, what's the next hole going to be? And he's, he's pretty athletic. So we were, we were watching like the pecker and I'm like, do you think he, he's like, yeah, I would just like wrap my arms around it. So, you know, if we get another 20 <laughs> yeah. seasons, maybe we'll have some offspring on there as well. But, um, I I want to ask you your persona on the episode for folks who haven't seen it is you've you're Rob Riggle basically from from season two was that something when you got casted that you came up with was before that was it just divine inspiration that did he actually come to you in a dream (laughs) well you know honestly he did come to me in a dream and there was really some some inspiration there Um, But let's just make this clear that I am a much younger, much better looking version of Rob Riggle. Okay, let's let's just make that first off clear. Okay, and so, you know, really in your face, Rob Riggle, I'm sorry, but yes, much younger, at least a couple years and much better looking. Okay, Um, but as far as far as how that goes is. Um, you know, they, they have you choose your outfit, yeah. you know, that you want to wear or whatever. And I had paisley pants. They were blue and white. And then I had just a solid blue golf shirt. Um, and then I had a paisley hat that matched the blue and white pants. And that's what I was going with heading out to California, uh, driving from Colorado. And on the way out there, I talked to my producer and she's like, hey, I think I got something fun for you. It's almost like the costume designer has like a joke they want to pull on Rob Riggle. And so they're like, what would you feel if you would wear Rob Riggle's clothes? And I was like, I love fun <laughs> things. I would love to do this. This is, um, it's, this is going to be like the source of my power because all the contestants of the other contestants will be intimidated by me looking like the commentators. And the funny thing was, is that when I got there, they said they didn't have to alter the clothes because we're the same size, me and Riggle. (laughs) So like, we're like 
the same waist and the same jacket size and all that stuff. So they didn't even have to alter it at all. So, um, you know, I actually wore the clothes that he wore and then I went back and I bought the clothes. Cause of course I want to have it, you know, for Halloween or whatever, like walking around, um, you know, and I DJ. So like I, I wore it one time spinning records. It's so fun. Um, and, and like, you'd be surprised like that coat, you know, I bought that and then the pants, I had to get them um, from overseas. It was really difficult actually to get them. And then the, the top was actually, cause I talked to the costume designer, who's a super solid person. And she's like, uh, sent me the links to all these different places that have like where she got it from. And, uh, the, the cashmere, um, turtleneck, it was like $150. I'm like, holy cow. I mean, it was nice, but, and then like wearing that on the set, it was so cool because like, you guys know it's filmed at like two 30 in the morning where all the other competitors are like scantily clad. And it's like, it's cold, man. It's like 40, 45 degrees or whatever in California in March, you know, and at three in the morning and I'm in like a turtleneck and a coat and like pants. <laughs> so I'm like totally comfortable. I'm like, I was loving the the costume for a lot of reasons and and that's why when i got to hole number the second the second hole i went to i was going to say hole number two <laughs> but not that one hollywood it was like they took away my power for a minute because like they right, took my right. clothes off and you know and they, they they're like you have to go with our sponsor or whatever they, they they wanted us to dress up in like you know you know tuxedos and everything which was which was good and everything and i was glad the editing they they said you know he's been dressing like rob riggle so they kind of referred back to it but in the moment it was like i kind of took a notch down because i didn't have that power of i'm like looking like one of the cast members i guess and then on that too it was kind of funny i, I had a guy on the crew who had been there for three years, he was like, he approached me and I was wearing like, you know, my holy moly outfit. I was on set and he was like, oh man, I thought I was going to meet Rob Riggle, <laughs> but it's, it's you. And I was like, well, I'll sign autographs anyway, you know? So it's like so funny. I'd like people approach me thinking I was already Rob Riggle. It was so fun. It was like such a good time. And it worked out for such a good edit. I think, you know, Tom and I probably agree on this. We've seen each season where he, he really latches onto a competitor or two throughout the season mm -hmm. and they get the best edits. And, um, I was the Australian season. I can't remember the red. Thomas yes, Conkle. Right. They, the, yeah, yeah, Blake, Blake Sledge. Sledge. Like it what about just, Blake Sledge? You, it it yeah. worked out so well. Uh, that's that's an awesome story. Yeah, yeah. And the the uh, really fun part was when I got out of the on the first the fishing hole when I got out of the water, I was like dripping wet and I was like soaked. And then they're they're like, you know, put the camera on me and they're and I'm like, well, who wore it better, Rob? Who wore it better? You know, and I'm like soaking wet. I'm like, oh, looking like a wet dog. I mean, it was so fun. They're like, well, do your best impersonation of Rob Riggle. You know, and that's when I'm like, I'm going to win. <laughs> Holy moly. You know, and it was just so cool. Like, that was such a good feeling, really. <laughs> well, in order to like better give you your own identity because the show tied you so much to Rob Riggle. And we know that in the intros and the bios or lack of bios for any of the people, there's a lot that doesn't make the cutting room floor. And for you, what's something that you'd want people to know about you that they might not have included on the show in your intro? Wow. Yeah. I mean, 
you can, you can tell I'm a pretty positive person. Like I'm, I'm always about finding the good, you know, like I, I just, I feel like there's two paths in life and I just want to take the fun one. Um, so like, you know, there's, there's that side of it. You know, I do have a lot of dumb dad <laughs> jokes that I told and, and there was some like on there that they didn't even put on. I thought there was some good material, um, like on the second hole, um, he, or no, on the third hole, the, the Bigfoot wedge, um, he asked me, you know, about my pants and he's like, it looks like you stole them straight from Rob Riggle's, uh, dressing room. And I was like, well, yeah. And I brought an extra pair just in case I got a hole in one. <laughs> I thought that was good. I thought that was funny. Okay. But they didn't play that. So again, <laughs> editing floor, you know, but, um, you know, I just feel like they did an awesome job. I, I think they're geniuses. The editors at ABC, they do a fantastic job of like tailoring all the footage. I mean, they must have so much stuff to look at. Yeah. You know, I was out there, I, I met the guy that made the Bigfoot wedge. I was like, hey, man, I did you make this? And he was like, yeah, I said, oh, I really got, got a kick out of it, you know? <laughs> and I thought that was kind of funny, too. But, you know, a, a lot of this stuff just doesn't, doesn't show up. I know I got dumb dad jokes, but seriously, that's just what kind of gets me through life is just kind of smiling and laughing, you know? Well, that, that kind of bleeds into the other thing that I was curious about. So Bigfoot wedge was, in your episode, the first time it had been shown tell us about that one it clearly is the same putting as the donut hole like the same yep. structure yep. but how was that that ball looked really hard to grab onto well yeah first of all i was just happy that there was no water on the mm, hole no doubt because the water was ice cold oh yeah i mean the fishing hole when i fell in the water there they didn't show it but when i came up for air I mean, I saw ice on the edge of the water, first of all, but one of them water cannons was blasting right in my mouth. And I was like hypothermic and drowning at the same time. <laughs> I'm like swimming in shoes. You know what I mean? Like, it's like ridiculous. I'm going to die here. <laughs> but like when, when I got to the Bigfoot foot wedge, I was just so happy there's no water, first yeah. of all. And so, you know, then you get on this thing and it's amazing. They actually made a gif out of me. I'm feeling it which is so cool. Like my friends can like press the gift button and then type in Holy moly and then scroll up. And then there I am with, I'm feeling it. That's so, so cool. That's almost as good as winning the plaid jacket. <laughs> almost. Uh, but, um, you know, you get on that big foot wedge and, uh, you know, I couldn't get my footing really very well. You know, the, I, I had to put my heels in the, 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 the spot and where mm. you're supposed to jump from. And, you know, you usually jump from the balls of your feet. And so like, I, I just put my heels in there and I really tried to, you know, set it right. So I could actually jump from this thing. And then you, they get you on this like huge furry foot. And then they're like, okay, are you ready? And then you're like, you have to give them kind of a sign. And I was like this, which I don't know, they didn't play me doing this much, which is like kind of like a hang loose sign or whatever. They, they, they wanted me to have the fist up or whatever. But like, then there's a moment when they release that foot that that's like so peaceful. It's like the, the wind in your hair and it's like super quiet. You're like swinging from like one side to the other. And it's like, everything is just like, okay in the, in the universe right there. And then it's about to get real because at the end of that swing, you got to jump onto that ball mm -hmm. and then try to stick the landing. And so I saw the first two guys, uh, I saw the first guy in front of me, uh, Reggie, he went over it. Yep. And so I was like, you know, when do you jump? You know, and I'm like big on the obstacles. Cause like, I'm, I try to be athletic. I'm not like super athletic, but like, I'm, I'm sporty. <laughs> and like, you know, I was like really wanting to stick the landing on this thing. 
And so I didn't know, should I just like hug it? Should I like jump and like kind of land on just my two feet? So I went for the hug move and I was a little kind of early, I guess, and a little timid and being on my heels and jumping there. I just, I ended up short on that one. Yeah. So, you know, Bigfoot got me. It, it looks hard. I, I don't know if they showed it in episode three, which we've seen now when we're recording this. I don't think they have, but I don't imagine a lot of people landing that one. Famous last words. I I think I was in like a Discord channel. It's like, no one's going to land Polcano this season. And right. then dude in episode two I does. And I was like, what? Awesome. You know, good job. You know, good for, good for him. Um, but... He still didn't win the whole day. No, no, that's right, because that was the third episode. That was the Taco Pants guy. Um, right. I, you know, and Full Mooney, if I would have seen any of the other people on that, I don't think I would have thought anybody passed that. But there's always, like, one or two to make it on a season. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Although we are holding a donut hole has not been shown to be defeated yet. So right. we shall see. Pat, take the next question. All right. Well, my question is, so you've played three of the, well, two that were new to this season holes, one that was still relatively new new in fishing holes. So what was your favorite of the three? Mm. Well, oh, boy, that's a good question. Um, you know, they're all good in their own ways. The, the first hole was good because um, I got it down in two and like I almost made the first putt that I did. Mm. Um, I, I couldn't see it. It was kind of a blind shot. And, um, it was about a 50 foot putt. And when I putt it, it, I felt really good. Like they give you time to kind of practice the putts. They, they, they let you have like five practice putts and then they do kind of change a few of the things yeah. of the dynamics of the hole after that, but at least you get kind of a feel for it. Yep. And when I did the practice putting on that, I didn't make it out of the neck there. Oh, they, wow. None of them like made it all the way to the green. So I was like, I knew I had to kind of nuke it. You know, I had to like really crush it when I stood up there. So I hit it hard and it felt kind of good. Cause it was like going through, you know, the middle more. So I felt like maybe I even made that, but uh, then I had to do the challenge. So I was like, okay, I didn't make it. Um, and then, you know, the challenge itself of the, of those fish, man, that was, that was tough, man. It was so surreal seeing these like Willy Wonka size fish, you know, I mean, really, it was like so cool and, and so difficult at the same time. And then like, I didn't really realize how cold that water was. I think I would have even tried harder <laughs> if I would have known the, how cold the water was, but like, you know, you kind of go up to it and you back up and then, you know, they even joke about it on there. Do you, do you do the start stop yep. or, you know, do you just like, kind of take a running start and just kind of blindly run through there. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a difficult one. Um, and I think you'll see some people complete, you know, the fishing hole. So that one was decent. Um, the Hollywood hole, that one, I am seeing the last episode. Yep. I wish I would have failed the the attempt yep. because being mm. on the wriggle mm -hmm. is actually, I think an advantage a hundred percent because, you know, my putt, when I hit it on the uh, Genie My Star, mm -hmm. it went it, it went right into that ridge and it went oh, like straight up in the air yep. about eight feet. And then it, it just piddled out, yep. you know, which I had an open shot to the hole, which was pretty cool. Um, but it's like, 
you know, I should have been on the wriggle one because then I could have experienced the whole a little bit better. Yep. You know? Um, so I was glad they showed that all kind of in editing and like funny to note, I don't even remember saying a couple of those things, <laughs> but like, there's me saying it, you know? Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like so funny that, Oh yeah, I did. But there's so much going on, you know, in this magical world. So like, that was kind of that one. And then, you know, the Bigfoot wedge, you know, it's kind of a random Plinko kind of shot to start with. And after I put that one, I could kind of see where it came out, but not really. And I did see one of the crowd people was like, that's a good shot, you know? So I knew I was in a good <laughs> placement, you know, I was kind of close, but after Reggie made his first putt, I was like, oh gosh, you know, this is like a knee knocker. It's like, you know, a three foot putt and I'm, I'm not going out missing this one. So I just kind of tapped that in. And then we actually had a putt off there of like, three or four extra putts that they didn't show. Um, but again, um, then we got to the final putt where he left it on the lip of the cup. And I was like, if I miss this one, he's going to make the next one. So I just stepped up and knocked her right in the back of the cup. So I felt good about that. So to answer your question about what my favorite one is, and I know I, I, I kind of went all the way around the world on that, but like, I think my favorite one was or is the it, fishing hole or is it or is it one you haven't yeah well that's true too yet. we can tease that a little <laughs> i bit. mean i can't even really talk about that you know i can't even talk about that so i'm gonna leave that alone but i think my favorite is the fishing hole that i've experienced and speaking of not talking about and i know this, well that's probably what tom <laughs> wants to take you had by far the longest amount of time where you could not talk about your episode because of the way these things oh, have God. filmed and we've talked about this on the podcast right. with season three and four together I mean, we only had to hold our tongue for a couple months. You were over a year that you couldn't tell anybody and you still can't tell on the final. So how was that? Well, you know, um, like I said, I have a five-year-old son. He's the apple of my eye, Caven Forrest. He's an awesome little kid. And he was, he would, if it would have aired right away, he would have only been four years old. I feel like he enjoyed Mm -hmm. it more at five years old than he would have at four years old. And so I thought that was kind of cool. I also liked being a part of season four versus season three, because I think the editing has gotten way better. I think the, the show has gotten exponentially, it's, it's going down its path and, and, and they've had a lot of time to kind of sit and edit this thing out. And so like keeping the secret, it was hard kind of at first or whatever, but now it's kind of a fun little game, you know? And it's like, you don't want to ruin it for people anyway. Like people say they want to know, but actually they really don't want to know, you know, they actually don't want to know, um, you know, and so save them, you know, do them a favor and, and don't, don't lead on, you know? And so like, I just like, in fact, when I go to the grocery store, they're like, and I'm of course wearing my plaid jacket. They're like, Oh, well, when's, when's the finals, you know, when do you head out to California for the finals? Well, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm going to go with that. You know, I'm going to go with that. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm heading out in six weeks, you know, because then they don't ask me how it ends. (laughs) Then they don't ask me, you know, like all the questions of of everything. I just feel like let's leave it in real time, you know? And like, I'm, I'm totally impressed with like ABC. They, they're like treating me so well. They got me like an interview on the news here and I'll have another interview coming up before the, the finals. Um, and like, they just have been so good to me, honestly, ABC has treated me so well. I'm so like proud to be a part of the ABC family. Really sweet. And I was going to say, do you actually, because as I think we all know that everything was filmed like about a year and a half ago, do you do March 17th? Yeah. 
of last year. Do you know when the finale's epi- uh, the finale episode is airing? Because they usually only go out a handful of episodes, you know, for the TV calendar. And then it's sometimes they have a week off with the holidays and all, all right. of that. But well, of course, ABC doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But like the, I do the math myself. And if I was week two, you know, the format yep. has nine episode winners. Yep. And then the 10th episode will be, you know, all the winners on the 10th episode. So if we're going into, we just finished week three, we're going into week four. Well, by week nine, that's the final, the, the last one. And then, so what are we looking at? About six or seven more weeks yet? Yeah. And they'll probably, all they might replay three one, seasons, you know? they've replayed one the week of the 4th of July. Yep. They always do. Th- and I want it to be that one, but I was actually glad I was early. Because now they can kind of refer back to me, you know, throughout the show. I thought that yeah. would be cooler. Um, and it's funny because, you know, they, they set them in groups of three or whatever. But, like, I was near the end. I was, like, one of the last people. And so, like, they put me up front, which I thought was pretty cool. Because now I can kind of, you know, be a part of the show all the way through. I had a question, and I almost forgot it. As a big basketball fan myself, I totally lost my mind at the end of these last episodes where there was a stand-in for Steph Curry. I know. It was, that was awesome. I was losing it. It, just, it yeah. was such a great double. I'm assuming this wouldn't give anything away because nobody met Steph Curry in season three. I'm kind of assuming people didn't meet him in season four, but can you answer that question? Like, I, I shouldn't give anything away, but, you know, like season one, for example, all of the winners flew out for a for like the final like jacket ceremony thing that was mm-hmm. filmed completely out of order. So I wasn't sure if you all got to do any bits with Curry. Well, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because my 13 year old's friend was like, I can't believe you met Steph Curry, you know, <laughs> and like I was I was like so proud to be like you know, part of the plot even because like, you know, they've kidnapped Steph Curry at this point and like, he's not there. It's like a stunt double. Right. And like, I'm like kind of questioning, is that really Steph Curry? You know, like it felt like so good to kind of be a part of actually the storyline. You know, I thought that was like so surreal. That was going to be my so question. Cool. Did they actually bring you in on the storyline or did they just pull you in there without telling you that he was going to be a stunt double and try to film your reaction naturally? <laughs> well, yeah. And they actually did it twice. And I'm going to say Course Marshal Joe is like one of the most stand-up guys. Awesome. There. Oh, yeah. Seriously, he is an amazing guy. Seriously, I really love Course Marshal Joe. Three cheers for him. Him. but like you know they filmed it twice for me they did it once without the steph curry stunt double and then they did it without steph curry at all and then the editors could kind of choose the way they went mm-hmm. but uh, um after i filmed my portion where i did kind of what you saw there the producer as i was walking out was like boy i wish everybody every interview you know went went like that one because it just seemed to go really well, like with the facial expressions and how we kind of handled it. And I think that's also why they kind of put me more up front because, you know, it, it suits the storyline. Right. And like, um, it was so cool, like just to, you know, be a part of that, to be a part of the storyline where I'm like actually questioning, you know, is this Steph Curry? Wait, 
it is. No, it isn't. You know, I don't know. It was, that was, that was just really fun for me. And, you know, he's actually, there's a, one of the producers is actually giving acting tips to, you know, the stunt double and stuff. And like, I don't know. It's so, it was so fun. I don't know. It's just like a, a good experience. I was ready to do five cakes. I mean, I don't care. It was like, it was so fun. And like, after they did the second one, uh, course Marshal Joe, he's like, so should we do it all over again then too? Like a third time. I mean, like, he's like so ready to do whatever. Like that guy was just like such a stand-up guy. I got my picture taken with him. We took our masks off because when I was there, we actually had to wear two sets of masks. And, um, you know, he, it was like, cool. Like he, he was like so down to earth and just like took his mask off and took our picture together. And I couldn't post the picture till after the episode. Cause I had my plaid jacket on. Um, but like, just as far as like a guy goes like on Hollywood, I couldn't even like, I didn't want to fall in the water. It was like so cold. And like, I was like, like a little sissy kind of going across those little stones. And like, I was like, you know, can you give me your hand <laughs> to reach out to give me? And he's like, well, you know, put your hand here and it works best this way. I mean, like, he was like, he was like, the good older brother or whatever. Like he was like such a good guy, man. I felt so comfortable around him. Yeah. We love Carus Marshall, Joe. He was, he was super fun out there. I remember like just going up to the hole and him just being this like calming presence when it's by far the most nervous I've ever been putting is on For that sure, show eh? at that time of day. You've mm-hmm. been through casting and thinking about what the experience can be for months and then yeah. you're there with the pressure. Yeah. Well, yeah, that and you're at the hotel where you're slowly seeing people leave. Yep. You know what I mean? And like, you know, now that it's getting thinner. And like my approach wasn't to buddy up with anybody. I didn't really nestle up with any other contestants. I, I really, I only talked to one other contestant, really. I just, my approach was I'm going to meet you when I see you on the golf course or on the mini golf course. And then I'm going to beat you. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just kind of how like, I feel. But that's just, I didn't want to be friends with somebody I was going to destroy on the golf course. I don't know. Like, I just kind of left it at that. So, like, I just, I, I didn't really, like, buddy up with anybody. And even in the hotel, I wore a hoodie and I kept my, I, I didn't, like, I kept my profile very low. I didn't want to, like, run into anybody in the show. In fact, one of the contestants was a roommate right next to me. And she was like asking me, oh, are you in this room or whatever? Because, you know, there's somebody playing holy moly really loud. <laughs> because like, I was like, seriously researching. That's why I like, went to you, Pat, you know? And like, I was like, so researching. My wife got so sick of watching holy moly so many times. <laughs> but like, I was putting in the, in the hotel room. And like, she, mm-hmm. she actually got ended, ended up asking the hotel clerk, can she be moved rooms? <laughs> I was like, well, we'll never know if that was me in that room or not. But like, I, I definitely knew, you know, cause you know, each hole they film kind of not on the same day, right. yes, one day and yep. another day. And so it's one of those things that you have some time kind of in between in Santa Monica um, or Santa Clarita actually um, to, you know, do what you want, walk around and I ended up actually getting my wife pregnant. That's what you do <laughs> on those days off. And now I have a beautiful seven month old. And, and it's funny because that's also the reaction I had when I found out she was pregnant. I was like, holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best holy moly story I've heard in four seasons. Yeah. I think I well, yeah, and I think I'm a winner. I think that's the perfect way to end it for here right now. But the hope is is that we're going to be bringing you back on to be talking about winning this whole thing, which you can't say we're hopeful that you're going to get whatever they have at the end of the season. I think did they do a bejeweled putter? 
in season three. I've already, I've already, I've already received my gold putter. I don't know. They did a bejeweled putter at the very end, but um, my parents bought me a case uh, with a lock on it. And nice. I actually, I actually heisted two of the balls that I put with. Um, you know, I'm you sorry, ABC. You and me both. <laughs> but I put the, it in. I got the yellow and the white one in my my room, and it still has like the speckles from Hollywood's like paint on there. <laughs> I mean, there's like. <laughs> so you know like i put them in my pocket and just kind of ended up having having them and so like i put it in the the display case with you know the gold putter and so that's there um as far as like in the end you know we'll just have to wait and see what they do perfect way to end it thank you nate for joining us and uh, you guys are awesome yeah thank you thank you thank you i'm honored to be here seriously thank you i'm I'm among legends right now (laughs) we're the ones that don't have the jackets so uh the well come on over to colorado let's try it on we'll be right try it on no problem (laughs) (laughs) thanks nate all right tom thank you thanks pat appreciate you guys now we're on to Big Thoughts Mini Golf. On this episode, our man Nate nailed the energy we think everyone should bring to the mini golf course. A powerful punch of chaotic good, but with the right amount of competitiveness for the situation. With leagues and tournaments ramping up in the U.S. as we move into summer, it just serves to remind that, well, yes, you may be out there to win. Don't forget you're on a mini golf course. So take some time to stop and enjoy the flaming windmills. And with that... We're on the 19th hole, so until next time, putt one ready.